0: yeah i think that's probably a good time to roll the intro and get going what do you think yeah let's do it turn up the energy boom so hey everyone happy friday i really hope you had a great week i know i did it was very busy Uh, and let's just start off the weekend right Get your coffee, get your cocktail. although that might be for the after party later. There's a lot of fun stuff going on there, but I am joined by the one and the only Chuck Williams. How's it going, brother? Hey, thanks for having Let me. You tell me, you man. something, brother. Uh, this is a
1: welcome break from from a very heads down focused time uh,
0: that we're having over at Float. Yes, and it's been the same thing for me. Um, except I have like a little bit of anxiety starting up the show because this is the first time i did like the stream to youtube thing and mm-hmm. it's just you know it's or, or the stream to an event like where i schedule the event in advance and odyssey yeah. works way better but now that i'm actually yeah. in the chatting stuff i just feel the the weight come off my chest it's a, it's a good <laughs> yeah. time good um, yeah take a breath yeah and so before we jump right into these news stories because i know you know we can of a little bit late but you know we're always kind of <laughs> it's funny Fulagi Johnson, who has been in the live chats, you know, he said he caught me calling him Fugazi. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Says, what, what the <laughs> fuck? It's just funny. That's how I remember like certain names and stuff. You know Fugazi, um, Fugazi. Yeah. Yeah, it's a woozy. It's a wazzy Um mm-hmm. so subscribe on YouTube and Odyssey. Obviously, I have a preference for decentralized platforms or that run on decentralized infrastructure. So if you want to watch on Odyssey, that is my preference currently. Now, if we end, I end up monetizing the channel on YouTube and Odyssey doesn't have those same options, maybe I'll shill for the centralized corporate overlords too. But just so you know, mm-hmm. in both streams, there should be a link to the other platforms. So you can actually watch on whichever one you want. And I do monitor right. both live chats. Uh, Cointr.ee oh, slash the desert links gets into the live super chat. You drop a little donation, throw in there, and it'll come up. Just make sure you ask sooner rather than later because uh, sometimes it takes a little while to kick in and and you might not get it. before. If it's like two minutes before the end of the stream, you might not get it in time. So just, just so you know that stuff. And uh, in other channel news-ish, at some point this year or at some point in the next month or so, uh, once I get a few other things figured out, I'm doing a, a revamp of the channel, which won't really change too much. But part of that is I'm going to be minting a few NFTs. And one thing, and Sir Charles right here, um, Chuck is going to get one because oh. I got a custom design made for everyone who comes on the show. Oh, that's cool. I, I, I a custom uh, Sorry, not for each person but a custom sure. for people to do that. And it's a little fun spinny NFT. And I'm going to go give it to you once I create it and everyone else nice. has already been on and that will allow exclusive, exclusive access to like a telegram group and stuff, which is, you know, like Very a, nice. super in, in club. And there's a plugin that lets you do this, which is really cool. Or a, a telegram hey. bot that lets that like literally checks your wallet for an NFT so i'm gonna maybe when we
1: launch float groups we'll we'll integrate it we could integrate your nft
0: and of course i'll also be selling some nfts for the other people who aren't coming on the show just want to support instead of having to like pay for this super chat every time you know just maybe like pay 100 bucks buy an nft and then you can just chat all like forever and the cool (laughs) thing about nft secondary markets is if you just get tired of the show you could just sell it (laughs) and then someone else gets into it and then, yeah, it's like, or you can just buy, like, all of them and then, like, squat on them to try to resell them at a higher price because you think I'm cool and I'm going to become super popular in the future. And that $100 price tag access is going to be worth a lot. But we'll see. There's a lot of fun stuff. Uh, Fabio in live chat also says this. Chuck the legend. So a lot of good people. Um, before we get started with, like, the news stories, you mentioned Float NFTs. So you have a chief experience officer in Float, from my memory, and yeah. you mentioned something about not only working hard but NFTs on Float. You want to just tell us what that's about, real quick?
1: Yeah, quick plug. If you if you go check out floatnft.com, that's f l o t e n f t dot com. Uh, it'll also redirect you to floattoken.com slash nft, but um, that is where we have all the details on our Plank owner series which um entitles the owners to a bunch of perks not the least of which i thought was very interesting we were able to lock in a uh partnership with unstoppable domains so you get one free unstoppable domain with each nft and um and also some perks when we when we bring those utility perks onto the float platform uh, but also uh an airdrop of float tokens so Mm -hmm we're we're doing a, we're putting a lot into these nfts and we're hoping that the people will scoop them up and and uh maybe this will be available in the future or maybe not we uh have not publicized or really locked that in yet so um yeah get those check those out and uh, yeah. of course float.app F-L-O-T-E.app, always check that out
0: yes and just on the nft discussion because i've mentioned just about every rundown in the last several months, I mentioned NFTs in some way, whether or not it was on the schedule. But I've been chatting with a lot of the kids and stuff who get really excited about this. There's a giant generational divide, both like physical generations, like age, and crypto generations, and when you got into crypto, between NFTs and the rest. And I like some of it is. I think we just seen so much crap out there with NFTs. We just wanted to dismiss oh, sure. the whole thing as crap. But there's a lot of really cool stuff. And I'm committed to exploring the sustainable NFT model, meaning not like some environment stuff, but like it's even if the wave passes, people will still want to buy it because of the utility. Like I'm, I'm trying to make sure it like makes sense. There's not only I'm selling something that people enjoy, yeah. like it provides utility, but also I'm trying to explore ways in which it's the most efficient way of providing that utility to people. I think access
1: for our individual time and attention is going to be like, that's going to be one of these fractalization of niches. Like you buy, Mm -hmm. you want my time, you buy a token, you, you get an NFT and then I know that you're worth my time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, so for example, uh, obviously uh, access, right? That's one thing. The, the yep. cool thing about an NFT is if you add a cool little artwork or animation or something and it it becomes a collectible no matter what else it does. And it's sure. a, like 99% collectible has been what NFTs have been today.
1: I was looking at 3D programmable. Like I want to do a programmable 3D NFT. Mm-hmm. I want to I take it as far as I can take it. I might make it uh, the key to enter the kingdom of, of Ludum Vitae. Who knows?
0: Yeah. I mean, that would be really cool. I've been thinking about that stuff too. But so mm-hmm. obviously selling access and perks stuff that normal content creators do, but packaging it with a collectible where it's just like, you know, it's not just like, Oh yeah, you got, ac- you get in. It's like you got in with a special token of appreciation kind of thing built into it a- in ways that make it more efficient. And so for example, um, like, I, I got to just rant about this thing for two seconds. I'm sorry. You, you bring out the ranter in me, but like, <laughs> um, you pro- like an nft is a digital property deed. And so for example, down here, like see the weird ugly matrix code background in the back of like the screen sure. here. Um, yep. Put that as like let's say an ad space, right? And right mm-hmm. now subscribers, you know, you pay you sign a contract, you run an ad in the space. And there you go. That's just the way it already works. Right. But I'd rather like Allow people to sublet that too. So, like, you sell Uh-oh. that as an NFT over the court for like a for the quarter or for the year. Sell nice. that space yeah. that. And then whoever has the NFT can just run whatever they want in there with, of course, certain stipulations and conditions that, you know, you'll get a refund or whatever. We'll just cancel the whole thing if you start putting up like private parts there or something. Right. Uh, right. But then, with the course, the resale fee, where if let's say the channel blows, like, say you buy advertising space for the entire year, but then the channel really blows up and you just locked into this contract and you just, you don't want to advertise anymore or whatever. You can just always resell that NFT at a higher price and someone else gets that and you know, cut it. You don't, I don't have to deal with another advertiser right away. Then you get to just switch that out and then I get a cut of the resale fee and stuff. It's like an interesting kind of a thing of like digital ownership, not just oh, yeah. digital, like just, Renting and stuff. So, dude, I,
1: this I, I think about this stuff all the time. Like, it never stops. It never stops. <laughs> it really does. I mean, like, I mean that's how that's what you know. That's why that's that's like that. The essence of that, like, thought is where the conclusion of all value is belief came from for me. Like, that's mm-hmm. this, that's just the the first path into the forest of value and belief.
0: Yeah. So, um, NFTs are digital ownership. And the mm-hmm. ownership part is it's a philosophical thing. The technology is starting to come around to the technology is starting to come around to make it real rather than just theoretical. Mm-hmm. But eventually we're going to get digital ownership. And that's one of the worst things that we have in the today right now, as far as today's society is very little ownership. Almost mm. everything is rent and fee, right? You just rent everything. You don't own anything. You're yeah. like a debt slave in a lot of ways. And being able to own things, like even, you know, so be able to own the things you pay for is good because then you can, you know, do things like that instead of just paying for ad space. What if you just like homesteaded it, bought the space, now you own this piece of Twitter, for example? This, yeah. like, this like like how about like 5 6 tweets down that space you just own it now like would well, that be cool well that's
1: that's it well that's 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 part of that fractalization like you've taken the real estate of the mind and you've and you fractalize it you break it up into these infinite pieces that you can dive into as deeply as you want to and now There's all these areas, these niches, these communities, right, where you can Mm -hmm. buy and sell that real estate, and that's, I mean, that's that's where these NFTs are going. There's nowhere like it's it's going to fit on top of every single thing that we can abstract from our minds. We can turn it into a thing. We can tokenize it. We can we can give it utility or not. Uh, There's no limit to this, and that's that's why I mean, I I, I, this whole thing's gonna blow up, but there's gonna be a lot of crap out there, and that's that's mainly why I think that this whole Ethereum thing is actually exciting because a lot of software fails, a lot of things blow up a Mm. lot of potential for failure, but there's a lot
0: of opportunity here also, if we can crack the nut. Well, one thing's for sure. Um, I'm going to make like a, a trance remix song of your, voice on loop saying real estate of the mind <laughs> and sell that as an nft and it's going to make bank real estate of the mind <laughs> that would be what? great <laughs> that would be good kind like remember elon musk nft song i haven't heard it but i've heard about it yes anyway enough chitter chatter on the random stuff uh eth 2's Altair upgrade goes off smoothly with 80 98.7% of nodes now being upgraded in 2.0, the beacon chain update has gone off to a successful start, um, and all that stuff moving towards proof of stake, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah, what do you know about this? What can you tell us? I,
1: all I know is that it feels right. I think you know, it's software, there's a lot of failure in software, and they've been failing a lot, <laughs> but yeah. now they're starting to show you know what person what 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 pays off when you persevere and when you have, you know, some of the smartest people in the world working on the thing that they love to work on to achieve things that have never been achieved before. Like there's an epic calling here. There's so many good reasons for them to do what they're doing. This is not going away. (laughs) And only the people who have uh, competition over these over the spaces of value are think that this is a bad idea. Even if the whole thing blows up, it'll still be a great experiment. I mean, that, mm-hmm. isn't that one of the other articles, the 33.5 billion talked about how yeah, the beacon chain to that required one a fork? Then. Yeah, the I just thought you'd do the other one first because it was like the dark and then the light. This is the happy side,
0: and the other yeah. one's the unhappy side. But Yeah, so let's, let's just lock hit lock that, up. that real quick because they're like a two for one package deal almost. 33.5 yeah. billion worth of Ethereum is trapped in the largest Ethereum contract. The largest beacon chain sticking contract worth 33.5 billion is awaiting Ethereum. Mainnet merger to unlock. So basically, they've waited. Basically, it's caught in the transition, caught between the two worlds. It's kind of like how you have a wallet that, like your hardware wallet, you, you have money on there, you can't access until you update the firmware. Yeah, it's kind of like well. That. Okay,
1: <laughs> so there's there is an archetypical thing here that's happening, mm-hmm. and and it's 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 embodied in in the vision of Princess Leia and the projection from R two D two, and she's yelling or pleading help me everyone you're my only hope right she's there (laughs) she is this contract (laughs) 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 that's exactly (laughs) it and and it's locked she's trapped Mm -hmm. it's it she's imprisoned it's imprisoned and there's so much value there that's just waiting to be unlocked and a lot of the world wants to unlock it a lot of the world wants to that to be free to actually happen uh and so there's value in it and that's why people are believing in it and there's a lot of you know different kinds of people who are really wanting this to happen and really trying to do everything they can to make it happen. And then there's 33.5 billion dollar prize on the other side, right? For those who participate in making this happen. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a lot of budget. That's a lot of runway to do a lot of things uh, that a lot of people can be motivated to do. So I'm I'm excited about it. I think it's when this. It's not a. It's it's not about if there's enough incentive. I think at this point when this happens you know what's like how are they going to be stopped at that point you know that's
0: yeah i don't know now the the funny thing about that is something i kind of came to grips with with ethereum because i always thought they were kind of cool things and then i thought oh yeah they hit all these scaling and other structural problems like it's it i'm not bullish anymore and then at some point i hit around to well, it's a Pandora's box of possibilities is this whole smart contract world. And Ethereum just has so much money involved yeah, that yeah. it just, I wouldn't say it's unstoppable, but it is, it does go back to economic incentives of there's all this money that has the incentive to make sure it doesn't get wasted. So yeah, it's a there- multidimensional network effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so... That's another um, <laughs> that's another fun, you know, transing thing. Multi-dimensional network effect. <laughs> well, real estate so, of the mind. <laughs> these little like, well, think, little because that's where it's all
1: at. This yes. is, these are all just little bits and pieces of our mind that we're just trying to share with each other, and we're just giving them value, and we're tokenizing them, and we're sending them back and forth to each other to push this economy forward, to explain what we value, and communicate what we value, and. That's that's all that this is. And and the more uh, seamless that gets the the connection and this is I, mm-hmm. I hate to say, you know, this is the thing that actually scares me about the metaverse and and to support you like I, Ethereum itself has always been it's made me feel squeamish. It's always mm-hmm. made me feel squeamish because I haven't really wanted to touch it. I haven't really wanted to commit. I haven't really wanted to, you know, buy in. Um, And so I've never really held like Ethereum in any majority of my personal portfolio, but that Mm -hmm. changed actually just a couple of weeks ago and I made a significant shift and now I'm, now I'm much more in Ethereum than I, than I, than I have been in in most of my crypto career. And it's, it's, it's an empowering thing. And I think it's, it's not going away. Like there's so much difference between that and Bitcoin. And I haven't lost any love for Bitcoin, but, you know, this is a different thing.
0: Yeah, and it is a great example, as we chatted on last week's show about with Eleanor. The Super Bowl, every single Super Bowl ticket is coming with an NFT version on Ethereum. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't get more mainstream than that, and right. it's Ethereum. So there is significant kind of um, momentum behind it. A lot of, like, a lot of people. I guess what I've been historically bad at looking at, or maybe I just haven't been too idealistic, but I'm bad at like looking at the way things are going. Like I've just said, like I've just seen technical changes and stuff like that and be like, ah, oh, this is good. This is bad. Therefore, but I don't see like finding global financial momentum as right. much as yeah. other investors see. And so I'm trying to get a little bit better on that. Like, you know, I think Bitcoin's going to be around for a while don't think it's gonna be number one for a while. I think Ethereum is honestly gonna be the number one in the future, near future maybe even, and it'll do that for a while. And I don't think, you know, I don't think anything lasts forever, but I'm just kind of getting that momentum feel. And there's a bunch of other, like only Ethereum and Bitcoin have gotten that momentum behind them so far, uh, as far as like feeling like they're here to stay. Although I was thinking about, you're talking about your Ethereum allocations. I, I didn't buy any Ethereum, but I did receive some last summer. And mm. so I'm like, all right, well, every time I move these tokens and like try to consolidate them, I'm burning a ton of value and fees. So I just consolidate it all into like a few hundred bucks yeah. of Ethereum. And then I'm like, I might as well get some yield, so I put them on ThorChain. I was like, I'll, I'll provide yield, sure. And I am so like in the red on the Ethereum stuff there because I timed oh, yeah. it so poorly first off mm. it goes on to Thor chain goes 50 50 rune in ethereum
1: mm-hmm.
0: and immediately after that rune chain hit a big I mean rune chain. Thor chain got a hit big hack and was down for months so I was earning no fees oh, yeah. on any of that stuff and the token went down and then during that time like ethereum went to the moon and so like literally I like lost the half the potential gains during this big thing and then yeah. since then like the trading volume hasn't been as good and so i've been getting some like return but it's still like catching up to this if i just held it in either ethereum and rune separately i would have made more money probably but if i just held it in just rune i've made even more money in just Ethereum. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so yeah uh, uh, like every time i make a financial i don't know i'm just not good at that stuff that's all good at timing but some of my other stuff is doing better but anyway so you um, talked about how you 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 don't follow like
1: these these bigger trends and I, and I just wanted to touch on that just for a second. I got to do a couple book recommendations. I don't know if you've read okay. Ray Dalio Principles? No. Or... I don't have much time for books today. Oh, that's too bad. All right. So for your audience page. If okay. you want to learn more about like following the trends and lo- learning about like how like cuz I got I you know, in the crypto space all the technical stuff I used to be that way and following every little movement and I'm like ah it's just too much I needed mm-hmm. to simplify it. This principles and by Ray Dalio, that's book 1, that'll help you like give you like the forest through the trees kind of view and then The Inevitable by Kevin Kelly, uh understanding the 12 technological forces that will shape our future. Those between those two books, that's helped me to kind of like get a compass on like, okay, what's what to look for? Not only like what's happening, but what to look for next. And that's been really, really helpful for me. And that's why that's one of the reasons why I'm excited about this whole Ethereum thing, because this, it represents a lot of different things with this will come interoperability besides staking you know there's going to be more and more interoperability because everybody's like okay that looks like a standard it's definitely different than bitcoin which has its own kind of standard but that's you know they're they're diverging appropriately now into their own niches and kind of their own domains and this is what we want to see that's that's Mm -hmm. one of these forces that we can see the trend of and this is though this event is exciting it's also exciting from a momentum perspective because it fits right in with a particular kind of path that now ethereum is proving very
0: much more likely to go down than others. Yeah, it definitely like bitcoin being the OG and ethereum being the I guess the industry leader, I would say at this point. Uh and I don't on a lot of exchanges, decentralized exchanges especially, I've noticed ethereum trading volume despite their horrendous fees is higher mm-hmm. than bitcoin on a lot of times right mm-hmm. so it's going that direction ethereum's a little bit of a clusterfuck too <laughs> and i'm <laughs> yeah. i'm okay with this sort of like dipping my toes in the outside like i'm no way am i am not gonna mint these nfts on ethereum because i just can't like right how no. expensive is that yeah we be...
1: minted on matic by the way on the matic network with our um float mm-hmm. nfts
0: yeah i mean that's the uh that's the ethereum
1: l2 right yeah, mm-hmm, essentially, yeah. and it's like discount transactions, very, very near free. You. Once you get onto the Matic network and pay that transfer
0: fee, yeah, that's the. I forget what it's that's, called. I was looking into that for like loop ring to like get on loop ring and stuff, but then it's mm. just like the the cost of getting out of it is just it's like the Lightning Network problem, right? How do you save yeah. on Lightning Network fees? Well, you got to like pay your on chain fees to get your stuff there, and it's only like a shrewd calculation if like well, as long as I get all the channels set up right. Then I can save in volume over time, but it's not like you're. It's cheap on Lightning. It's like, well, you got to get there first, and if you just right. want it for a couple payments, it's like annoying. But um, right, let's pivot to this convoy thing. So mm-hmm. for those oh. who who have been living under, and it's funny because like in the crypto world, there's either just like hardcore like pro freedom people, or there's people that just that's politics. They're not even like. Paying attention to it, but <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's funny, it, you know. So, for those who've been living under a rock, uh, there's this convoy of truckers in Canada who have been protesting various government mandates, specifically, I believe, the vaccine mandate for them, that would basically put a lot of them out of work anyway. And so, basically, they're blockading the capital, and they have received a lot of donations. And those donations have been blocked a second time. And so basically they froze go they froze the um, GoFundMe thing and stuff and ten million
1: in Canadian yeah,
0: dollars. Yeah, I mean so that's basically like almost a million in like real dollars, but I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> no, it's all fake money anyway. Sure. But so at the time of writing though, the group has raised twenty one Bitcoin or nine hundred and two thousand so um yeah basically crypto is going around the financial blockade because here's the thing financial censorship and i'll let you give your more you know nuanced take on this but financial censorship has been one of the number one reasons why crypto exists yet it's been one of the number one one of the least utilized use cases for crypto because as crazy as like as much as we want to like you know, talk about freedom and principles and stuff. Most people experience in, in the developed world, experience almost zero financial censorship. It's just not happening a lot, right? It just, you can buy whatever you want. Like, why would you need Bitcoin? Why would you need crypto? Why would you need Dash to buy your stuff with like no centralized third party? If you just go to the bank or go to like the gas station, the grocery store, and your card works every time. Like, why do you care? This is why you care. It's starting to happen. Like, just... And when CBDCs become a thing and it's just easier for the central bank, not regional banks, to control everything and block transactions, all of a sudden the premium on decentralized payment rails is going to become really high, I think. So what are your thoughts? I agree. yeah. those fees are going to become high as
1: the network effect of 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 uh, the bl- the collective beliefs of many different people who suddenly realize that they can be censored and probably are going to be censored in their financial transactions. Well, that's going to happen to a lot of people when a central bank fails. When mm-hmm. a central bank fails, suddenly everybody who's related to that bank and many other banks that report to that bank, they will be censored in their financial transaction ability as could go as far as visa MasterCard shut down for a few days and then they'll have to recover the system and pump the system and do whatever they're going to do. But the people who don't know, they don't, they, they don't know and they don't care. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. if they're not, if they're not in this space, if they're not paying attention. Like again, you've been living under a rock, but It's becoming more and more clear now, even to, let's say, the normies. I don't really care for that label, but, you know, people who are disconnected from crypto and disconnected from the ideals of freedom and are just fine and happy being a debt slave and not an owner. Um, You know, those people exist. And because they've been in the cage and they've lived in the matrix and they've been fed well and cared for well by the system, they don't Mm -hmm. think anything's wrong. And this is this is the problem that they cannot are are unequipped to see until the system that has been feeding them dies because it's going to become to them as a complete surprise. And those are the people that I really, really kind of feel bad about. But we all know that they're out there and and (laughs) I hope it doesn't come to that. I really do. I hope it, it doesn't. We don't see that that level of collapse, but we're going to see some levels of collapse as we mm-hmm. rebuild and remake this new system. And the debt slavery, uh, let's say, virtue signal or the, or, or the idea that a debt slave is a virtue, being a debt mm-hmm. slave, an obedient debt slave is a virtue, that's going to go away. I think as we regain and reclaim our own sovereignty in finances and and and, and more. And that's what this whole convoy is about we want freedom over our bodies at a minimum like you cross mm-hmm. a line they didn't they didn't they're just saying hey you cross a line and we're fed up and we're n- now we're just going to say no and that's really you know the so the power right. that the people have is just to say no and <laughs> the banks have been saying no and the governments have been saying no and mm-hmm. the people are haven't said no yet and this is like until the first. now, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is like the first, and now the people have have understood the power of saying no, and there will be more of that, and that's going to be somewhat chaotic over this
0: probably decade. <laughs> is yeah. my anticipation definitely? There's this interesting the the whole way the, I guess the modern world. I wouldn't call it like the world of, you know. 60s 70s 80s 90s early 2000s that would say the world that's coming to an end right now that world but still a lot of people are in that world is a a world that's increasingly permissioned where it's it's basically like you know like the un- you'll own nothing and be happy kind of thing mm-hmm. where yeah. you bought you buy a house you can't afford and you, you never really own it you just make payments on it you don't own your car you don't own anything you have to show up to work every day at this job where you do whatever they tell you to and you get, you're locked into like a salary amount. And if you don't, if the company makes profit or not, you still get that stability. If the company makes tons Mm. of profit, you don't really get any of it. You know, you're just locked into that. And so you're basically like renting, you're basically asking permission to use the bathroom all your life kind of thing where even, and it's starting to become more and more like that with like, the the almighty credit score, which is now in some cases being tied to like web search history. And of course, you know, the, you know, the Chinese government's ahead of the curve on this with, you know, social credit scores and stuff. We're doing that. And then now you're, they kept on trying to do, uh, like, do you remember the Patriot Act and all that stuff? They kept on trying to get people into a universal ID system. And Oh, they snuck
1: some things in there that are, that are going to become relevant.
0: Yeah. They got some things in there. And, um, they like the real ID stuff for like flying, which New Hampshire has mm-hmm. never <laughs> agreed to. And they said, you you'll New Hampshire driver's license, you won't be able to fly starting next year. And it, it's been the same way, like five years. I keep pushing it back because they keep trying to get New Hampshire, get on board, but just won't. And so it's, uh, and then of course the, the vaccine passport systems that's like, well, yeah. you can do this if you do that and you can do this. And it, it's just basically renting, your whole life. Now, yeah. And obviously, like automatic withholdings from paychecks and things like that. And automatic withholdings in the case of inflation, if you're forced to use fiat, you automatically have your your money, your net worth deducted to fund what the state does. And it's just like an, it's basically living like a childlike, dependent existence. Oh, yeah. This and- is what
1: the governments are salivating over.
0: Yeah. yes and they've been doing this increasingly over time but thanks to crypto and other things we're starting to get a point for like a break and that's the thing people always tell me all the times like oh wow well, well who cares about this like what are you gonna do with crypto just like not pay your taxes or anything and it's like well if you realize there's a a, a dichotomy change i uh, who here wouldn't love to pay taxes to pay taxes out of their own free will Say, you know what? I'm going to do this.
1: Rather than voluntary just, just taking it yeah, from you. I call that voluntary taxes. And and there yeah. are examples in history where that has worked. Yeah, like and research.
0: it's not even and I'm not even getting that cool yet, that awesome yet. Mm. Um I'm just <laughs> talking about like, well, if you don't pay it, they still kick your ass. I'm still talking in that paradigm. But it's yeah. the fact that you have all your money and can keep it if you want to and take the risks of, you know, being a criminal or whatever, but you can still do that rather than it's all just taken from you. You can just say, you know what? Like if someone wanted to have a big vault of, let's just say Z cash, shielded Z cash for whatever, and just well, use that to trade, like they could just some, be be hard, but they could find a way to live completely out of the system. And, you know, obviously that's risky, but the fact that it's like, I choose to, and it's just like, if you own a house, like Free and Clear, for example, you get to decide, you know, okay, fine, you still pay property taxes. That sucks. That's kind of still renting the earth from the government because the government owns the planet. But, <laughs> again, if you understand this, right? But yeah. at least you can just say, you know what? I'm going to do what I want with my house, <laughs> including I want to sublet it and I don't need anyone's permission really to do it. And I want to build this on it and I want to do whatever. Same thing okay. with your car. Same thing with everything yeah. You're, this is where we need to be. This is yes. sovereignty. Self-own. When you yeah, are a sovereign being,
1: you own your stuff. You own mm-hmm. your body. You own your mind. You own your actions. You own your breath. You own mm-hmm. everything that's produced from this body first, yeah. and then everybody else makes a request for the profit or the ownership, or the or they say, hey, I will contract you for the efforts of your body, and when yeah. you give me your effort. I will take your your the pr- the product of your effort and sell it, and that will be my property, and that's the contract. Or now, what we can do with this whole world of crypto is we can say, you know what? Why don't you keep a share of what you just produced, mm-hmm. and I'll go and sell it like a salesperson would, rather yeah, than you
0: have, you have capital, you have equity and capital in your life, and that's yes, kind of where and your effort are the next stage of giving back capital and equity to people.
1: And these are the things that people are going to learn more and more about. Like with real estate, the government, yeah, this is this is part of the mindset. The government owns the whole planet. We we don't have to tell ourselves that story anymore. We Mm -hmm. humans can start owning some of the planet. Aren't we more probably even more rightful to own some of the planet than governments? And and there's this thing called a title.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, for example, digital real estate. Um, The government hasn't squatted on that stuff yet. Like, as far as, you know, the government doesn't own the metaverse yet. There's no property taxes in the metaverse. That's going to be... Don't even say
1: yet, dude. They can't get there. They won't. They can't. They'll try. There's no way. Of course they're going to try, but they're going to require developers to do Mm -hmm. it, to execute. They can't do it. (laughs) You can't do it with a a political mindset. (laughs) You have to be a developer at some point to do that.
0: Yeah, and so that's the thing of just taking all property back and there's something interesting about incentives and I believe this in relationships as well as economy. I don't believe you should have power over other people really as much as possible because power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. That's Everyone says that, it's, it's like so trite, but it's true that when you have a relationship with a business partner, with a customer, with a whatever, based on where are you going to go? like it really turns the whole thing rotten yeah well
1: fear is powerful and fear is a motivator and and it's the only motivation that the governments and regulators know uh, and most Mm -hmm. employers who work inside of hierarchies yeah but there's a natural hierarchy that does that is not based on fear you know Uh there's one that we we generally call it kind of this love thing
0: (laughs) networks not (laughs) hierarchies. (laughs)
1: exactly <laughs> and and you can grow through that. you can you, you you can't you know and and I've honestly, i've I've kind of turned, I've come to accept hierarchies. This is something you and I probably haven't really talked about, but i I've made a big shift in rotation in the network's not hierarchy statement. i've mm-hmm. I've kind of backed off on that and and now I acknowledge that there are hierarchies. Um, yeah I think that natural law is is one of those kinds of hierarchies that can be taken apart. Uh, you know, if you think about spiritual mm-hmm. aspects of humanity, the 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 systems of function within the body, um, social structures they they form naturally. Hierarchies exist, but it's when it's when there's um, let's say imposed hierarchy where yes. at the top of the hierarchy, if it's not based on competence, then it's not a real authority. Basically, it's yeah. if it doesn't have integrity, it's not. It's not a real hierarchy. It's it's a false hierarchy, in my opinion. And That's, yes. that's where I've kind and of evolved to. it could be
0: to. networks between hierarchies too. That there's yeah. It's not. It's not always a hierarchy of hierarchies, right? It's not like right. This goes down. It's like this hierarchy, but then there's this hierarchy, and they intersect. Yes. And you might be ahead, higher than someone, but lower than someone, and then it kind of like. It provides a little bit more of an equality. Uh, That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. and so the with these kinds of um, incentives, for example, one of the reasons why the free market is such a powerful thing is that the ability of the customer to stop paying is extreme, right? That mm-hmm. you just I'll mm-hmm. do, I'll go somewhere else. It and right. So like you could lose everything overnight, just like Facebook stock, right? <laughs> like yeah. you could just lose yeah. everything, no matter how entrenched you are. You could lose everything overnight. And that makes a much more healthy relationship between the customer and the and the company, although maybe- That's the basic business
1: cycle. That. Mm-hmm. That's why you can't have government regulators coming in, stealing from the population and giving money to institutions and businesses that should die. The phrase too big to fail is, is the most tyrannical phrase that I think our, our, our generation should
0: ever recognize as such. Yeah, and the other thing, well, this is like the most off topic I'll get before in like personal relationships, like for example, with like a, a boss employee relationship, I think is inherently the way it's been done is kind of like a toxic relationship because one person has power over the other when it should be, obviously it should be a, you know, customer contractor kind of thing where the boss wants the employee because he needs something done and is willing to pay for them and he's happy it's a mutually beneficial engagement rather than like, well, where are you going to go? And the same thing applies to personal relationships. And I think that a lot of people have thought of the base marriage model wrong where they just think you're locked into a thing and where are you going to go? And that breeds a lot of resentment and I think the government wants that because they want you trapped in the system. They want you trapped to where you need a lawyer to get out they won or you're going to lose half your stuff they want all that stuff but yes. if you kind of view it as a we both have the same to offer each other and we're going to we're going to make sure we're both con- we we both want to make sure the other person has recourse to leave at any moment without a ton of risk i mean at some point when you have houses and children and things like that it just it just naturally becomes more difficult but having as much of that free agency as possible i think makes a very strong relationship because you know why you're there at all times and i do think that locking it in too quickly where people just like get married like right out of call i'll you know do if you love me i'll put a ring on it and then you get into it then you haven't built that working mutually beneficial relationship yet. And then now you're just stuck and you're breeding resentment as you're like, well, I'm not happy, but I can't do anything about it. Or the cost is too high to do something about it. And then the exact same relationship that could have been perfect or not, or very strong just now ends up being like full of resentment. So that's I, rather than that top down type of relationship in the world, I think that humanity as a whole has the opportunity in the coming years in the coming generation to explore a much more equal and voluntary relationship with just about every structure they interact with whether it be you know service providers whether it be government governance whatever whether it be peers whether it be employers whether it be everything just have a much more more healthy relationship
1: I, I would I, I would modify what you're saying, yes, equal and voluntary, but I, I would be careful with the word equal and mm-hmm. I would say that it is the voluntary nature that mm-hmm. of what of the kinds of transactions, once every single one of our transactions, including marriage and dating and all these kinds of things, doesn't have these kind of let's say power overtones and they are indeed voluntary and nobody is mm-hmm. coerced in any situation in any particular transaction when that's true then we can claim then we can say that we have claimed our individual sovereignty and that we are sovereign beings making transactions among one another and that's going to lead to equality It mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily assume that there will be equality in it but if you if you if everything is actually voluntary and not coerced, then the chips will fall where they naturally should fall in the realms of like, according to what is moral in our society, and and that's and and there's and I like Breedlove on this. I forget, Robert Breedlove, he's one of these crypto guys that I just started getting into. He's kind of a philosopher of sorts. He, he claims
0: on, that he just live on crypto though, and not just be a Bitcoin maxi, but that's a different. Yeah, story. <laughs> he should try,
1: but, but I love his claim and it's really got me thinking and testing, um, which doesn't happen very often these days that the, the, um, the cre- the debt based monetary system itself mm-hmm. is what has caused our moral degradation. And if we have hard money again, and everybody has hard money, and everybody has voluntary or, or nature as to say would say art de monnaie <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh then that then we'll then we will bring we will pull back more morality back into our society and it's i think it's a very strong argument and i think yeah. that that's that there's there's a lot to be said for it and and i phew, i don't know it makes me think very long term
0: yeah, it's definitely a little bit over-idealistic to do the Bitcoin fixes everything kind of thing. But at the same time, we can't underestimate just how deep the network effect of all the poor decisions that have been made can have. About just like when you're in constant debt, I think that's, that's like a, a cancer to the soul. Like when you don't... And it's not like when you like you take out a loan on collateral... Cause then you're not quite in debt the same way. Like you can always pay it back with a collateral, but it's more like you take that to do a different opportunity here, but it's just this like credit score debt type thing where it's just like they're tokens. Yeah. But it's like, you don't own anything. You're, you're like negative net worth is Mm -hmm. I think a real problem, you know? Yeah. Well, and and the first
1: dollar issued started that way from the federal reserve. The first dollar came with some debt. How are you going to pay that back? When that dollar is only going to get less and less valuable, and there's all, and it comes with debt attached, it's the biggest scam in history.
0: And I like, for example, governments starting to claim student loan obligations as their assets. Like all these people owe us money that they can't get discharged through bankruptcy. Therefore, oh yeah, we we own this money as an asset. Like they're not going to let student people loans, out
1: of the system. Student loans are the largest single asset on the federal uh, budget's uh, uh, books.
0: That's the largest single asset. Insane. Well, let's yeah. wrap this up with the Dash Direct thingy. So, As I've mentioned in podcasts past, there's this app called Dash Direct and it basically allows you to spend Dash all over the U.S. at like 150, 158,000 locations by doing a little like gift card thingy where you run up to a retailer, they give you the total, you enter the amount into the app, and then you buy from your fully self custodial uh, Dash wallet. And then you can just, you buy the exact amount of gift credit you need, and then you take it. So you hold Dash up until about five seconds before turning over that exact amount of value into credit, which then goes in. And recently as in, I think yesterday, they finally released a public beta of a virtual MasterCard version of this where now you can do the exact same thing except you can do it everywhere, like 10 million plus merchants now. So now, like the coffee shop down the street, all you got to do is just, how much is it? 12 bucks? All right, and you put 12, buy 12 of MasterCard credit and instantly spend, respend it. And so basically, that's the mass adoption tool we've been looking for in our life. No identity requirements. It's private and you never have to give up control of your money for one second more than when you buy the exact amount you're about to plug into the thing.
1: So, Oh, so it's transactional in nature. You don't have to sign up for the service contract.
0: Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to actually have a balance ahead of time. I mean, you do up to like, like one second ahead of time, but you don't have Mm -hmm. to have it in advance. You don't have to have a balance before you even know how much it's going to, the purchase is going to be. And that is absolutely, absolutely huge um the one thing that makes it a beta is it's it doesn't have nfc or near field contacts that what it stands for i always keep forgetting uh yeah that's right
1: yeah near field communications yeah
0: yeah so basically you basically it's annoying to use in an actual physical store because you'd have to key in the actual thing there are they some workarounds though fix their
1: sample their sample uh pictures though because they're they're advertising it uh, saying hold phone to reader as though yes. nfc is that's in a place, place that's
0: a placeholder for when it's like a full thing that's this is only a sign in in order to get that you need to do like a sign in for like the beta and stuff yeah and so great wolf in the in the chat says not nft nfc did not i both. say nft No, I don't know. Maybe just comment on earlier talk. But right right now, that's going to come soon. They're figuring out how to do that. But in the meantime, you can do online ordering, no problem. You know, copy, paste the card number and stuff. You can also do, uh, like, if you get a receipt that has, like, a pay-by-phone option in a restaurant, you can just scan the QR code, do the pay-by-phone right there, and then go. You can also load this card into third-party apps, such as, like, the Walmart Pay and then use the Walmart pay scanner to go pay in physical locations including at their gas stations and stuff. So there's like workarounds for that in the meantime. But it's cool. It, it's yeah, this You're is, finding
1: all these like <laughs> workarounds, oh, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, cuz you know I use this <laughs> stuff. This is my real stuff. Yeah.
0: And so you can like really like you could live on you can live unbanked on dash with one app right now.
1: Yeah, you've been pushing this for years. And it and I thought it was hard back in fifteen. Oh, it's easy. And to it's do. only gotten easier. Yeah. I mean it's you look so back then. Easy.
0: <laughs> and like I think it's like a thousand dollars per day limit and a thou- because of like KYC things is so that you don't do KY you don't need to do KYC, okay. right? And so because of that it's a thousand dollars per day and it's a thousand dollars per load. Um, but I mean as long as you're not buying like a yacht or something with it, you should be fine. Yeah. Also if you so i could get price. cash
1: back i could go to the grocery store yeah. right buy groceries get cash back with groceries right
0: yeah possibly i don't know if they do cash you back try that these, like on these like gift card type things but uh, it's like i'm sure if there's like a big price spike in dash you could just buy a thousand just keep it there and then if the price dumps later now you lock in like a thousand at a time but the, here's the thing you could do that with their, like some of these gift cards have like a $10,000 per load limit because it's, it's different for like store-specific gift cards. So in the event, obviously you can just live on Dash, but if the price goes high, you can just max out the card, max out like, and then just over the next couple of days, just like max out all the gift card stuff that you know that you're going to be using a lot of and then just like mm-hmm. move a bunch of your money into stuff you could like lock in some purchasing power for when the, the price goes down it's a it's an interesting hedge, although you can just exchange it right at the point of sale like just that's it. you can also like you can also kind of plan ahead, which is pretty nice. So anyway, uh we're running into time for the the second podcast. I know you had a hard stop. Yes, I had a hard stop. so thanks very much for being on Chuck. thanks everyone for being for watching the Dash podcast is next. Uh, we're gonna be back for the digital Cash rundown next week, not with Chuck unfortunately because Ooh. you know. Chuck comes, but once every few months, but I would have him on constantly. I just don't want to be let's do it again soon. I don't have enough NFTs to pay him for all that, but (laughs) NFTs, I don't get paid just so everybody knows. Come on, not yet, not yet. I mean, you're gonna get a a gift which you could possibly resell for some money, but whatever. So, yeah, everyone, thanks for watching. Uh, there's gonna be a new link, uh. Like the, just jump on the other link for YouTube and Odyssey that's already the scheduled link, and we'll jump right over to that. So Bye, everybody. Bye-bye, guys, and have a good one. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and donate to support the show by going to my Cointree page. That's cointr.ee slash thedesertlinks, and leave a message with your donation. Check out the show's sponsors, Live on Crypto with BitRefill, Buy absolutely anything with crypto with Shop Bit. Avoid content censorship with Odyssey. Protect your privacy online with NordVPN. Get paid to search with PreSearch. All links are in the show notes.